Welcome back to the True Transformation Podcast with yours truly, Josiah Novak, owner of thetruetransformation.com, author of Diet Suck, and creator of Train Twice program over at traintwice.com. Today I have my good friend and fellow podcaster, Kevin Bay. Kevin Bay is an Arizona resident. He owns a gym out there called the Hybrid Fit Club. He is the host of the Hybrid Life Podcast. And uh, Kevin and I actually connected out in Arizona a few months back, and uh, we have a lot of common uh, interests, including fitness, of course, but also comedy. Uh, We love sports, period. Uh, We love some of the same shows. And we're both Chicago Cubs fans, which that basically makes him my brother. (laughs) So uh, we uh, had a chance to go through some business stuff together. And we figured, hey, we're basically on the same page with everything. It's time to partner up and do some things together. And one of the things we had committed to this year was him coming on my podcast and then uh, I'm going on his podcast as well. So Kevin is a uh, former baseball player. He actually does a lot of coaching with baseball players. And of course, he helps people just like you and me uh, lose weight, get in better shape, stay healthy, and just live a balanced and enjoyable life. Uh, Kevin is friends with some of the uh, best comedians in the world, uh, and he's well-connected in not only the comedy uh, industry, but also the sports and entertainment and baseball industry. So Kevin's a cool guy. He's someone you're going to want to connect with. Uh, I really enjoy his expertise in a lot of different areas, but I was excited to have him on the show, and I'm excited for you to get a chance to listen and then connect with Kevin moving forward. So without further ado, let's jump into today's podcast with Kevin Bay. Welcome to the True Transformation Podcast with your host, me, Josiah Novak. Welcome to the podcast. Here's my daddy, Josiah Novak. Hey, before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder, you can check out our 20 plus page guide on how to look good naked. This is the whole blueprint, everything you're going to need to know to set up your nutrition, your workout plan, supplementation, cardio, all that good stuff. Not to mention, you'll get a few examples of how I've helped other clients get in the best shape of their life. Go to lookgoodnaked.co and you can download the free guide today. Check it out, lookgoodnaked.co. All right, now let's jump into the show with Kevin Bay. Cool. But, um, dude, I always start you off always on the right do. foot, man. Got you oh, this. Yeah. This will rock for sure. I'm a hack guy. Yeah, I, I, you're just – we're baseball I'm, guys, dude. Well, I'm – no, I'm just <laughs> – I am uh, – A couple oh, books. Oh, awesome, dude. I was just telling my wife about this. And then um, – Thank you. I didn't even know it was a hard copy. I thought it was an e-book. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> Dude, got you your own stickers, man. I got some other ones for you. I don't know who will take these, but I'll have a a, a shitload of roll of. Yeah, you can put them on whatever. Yeah, that's hilarious. I think there's like, I don't know, sixty or a hundred in there. I'm not sure how many, but that's awesome, dude. Yeah, dude. This your first time in DC? Ever? Holy shit! So I have at the beginning of the year, I I did a a little vlog about not doing um. Uh, New Year's resolutions and yeah. trying to make like a life bucket list that you want to try and check at least three things off before the end of the year. Oh, I like it, man. And one of mine was um, three places I haven't been before. Cause yeah. One of our goals, uh, family-wise, is to go to like two countries a year. We go oh, on two cool. big vacations. Last year, we went to Ireland and Scotland. Uh, the year be- and- Was it the year before? Yeah. 
the year before or earlier in the year, we went to France, nice. and Spain. We've been to Dominican. We got married in Mexico. You go to Mexico, it's easy from yeah. Arizona. But so uh, I try to be all. I've tried to be to all the major cities in in America already, but nice. I've never been to DC oh, at all. And it's it's cool. Yeah. It's, yeah. I didn't think. I mean, I didn't, it's not that I. I had no. I had no uh, premonition about it. I've never <laughs> heard it otherwise, other than it's really really crowded per capita it's like the most crowded yeah. city in the country and the traffic's terrible traffic's awful i mean it is yeah i, mean, I was walking at nine o'clock at night and it was bumper to bumper oh dude that's normal downtown yeah we we don't go into dc without mentally preparing ourselves for the traffic i mean i'm used to it <laughs> chicago is awful oh, yeah. i mean terrible. awful so traffic doesn't really get me like it does yeah. in arizona people complain about it and it's not even stop it's like yeah. traffic worth just a lot people of cars. together. Yeah. I'm like, dude, this is not traffic. <laughs> this isn't traffic at all. But I really like it, dude. It was, yeah. it was, uh, it's super cool at night. Super pretty at night. I took some really cool pictures that I accidentally like. I they that. turned out really good. I was like, whoa, yeah. dude, this is awesome. But uh, I'd like to probably spend more time here. And you're the only person I know here now, so I might come back for sure. It's a great Especially place, in the man. Spring in the fall and the summer. It's one of those places, like I. Uh, I, I tend to rag on it sometimes because of the traffic. The people are not the kindest people here. It's kind of like that New York kind of drip oh, really? down to this area, yeah. right? That New York style of personal whatever. Like, personal people, space. Yeah, yeah, people aren't Get the friendliest. Yeah. yeah, But once I leave, I always miss it, man. You I'm do? Like, yeah, because it's a nice area, dude. I mean, I, I used to be like that about Chicago. And then the more I lived outside of it, Chicago, I had – like it's always about you. you are how you grow up. Yeah, and and I, that is the epitome of me. So for the last five years, I've tried to do some sort of personal growth, self awareness type of stuff, and being, I don't know if it's being on the west or being in Arizona, or just being outside of Chicago itself. It's seeing I've been able to see what that part of the city or the country, I, I should say, does to you. Um, Personality wise. Oh yeah. Well, Chicago's relatively friendly though. It right? is, I mean, the Midwest city itself is friendly. Okay. Yeah. Where I'm from, on the South Side in the mm -hmm. Burbs, and it's when people say South Side, they automatically think guns, murdering yeah. things. <laughs> I don't live on that South Side. I live the South Suburbs. Uh, you know, far south for for some people, it's like 20 minutes outside of the city. Yeah. But it's blue collar, which is cool. I'm fine sure. with that. But I, it's a negative. Um, mentality where I, I from my point of view of what i've learned from being out of it it's never a support system it's oh your 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 community was never my community was never a support system mm -hmm. their terms of endearment are making fun of you or hoping that you fail mm -hmm. or making fun of you if you fail or whatever and i and you know me a little bit and you could see that in me a little bit like there's and i'm trying to get away from it but <laughs> Uh, being online in our business, it drives yeah. me nuts sometimes. And then I kind of go hard on people I, I think I don't like, even though I don't know them. I just, what they put out there and I go hard on them and I don't give them the benefit of the doubt. And there's people I've met after the fact that I actually really like that yeah. I did not like from their online persona. So I'm trying to stop to do, to, to, to do that, but I feel like maybe D.C. is a little bit like that when it comes to uh, Chicago. Yeah, because, I mean, it's a political environment, yeah. right? You have – well, I mean, you have a lot of um, – Lines down the middle. Yeah, yeah. A, lot, a lot of people divided over yeah. certain issues, and there's always something going on downtown, whether it's a protest or – like even today, today's the uh, impeachment 
final verdict for oh, Trump, yeah. right? So there's obviously a political yeah. atmosphere here. Uh, and there's so many government jobs. There's, you know, it's it's. There's also Georgetown, which is a very wealthy area, wealthy to do area. Uh, and I don't know. It's just kind of a mix of high upper class with what you see in Chicago, right? Which is very severe lower class. Severe low class, yeah. Uh, and and the surrounding area. So like you have Baltimore, uh, which is not that far from here, uh, Maryland uh, suburbs, and then you have. Northern Virginia, which is also in one of the wealthiest parts of the country. Um, so you have like a almost a, a severe divide financially, right? And, and uh, D.C. is kind of that middle ground yeah. where you kind of mix everything together. It seems like a super cool city for young adults. Definitely. Like yeah. 25 to 35 or something to that yeah. effect. My wife college. loves it here, and she grew up uh, in Germany. And so she moved over here in her mid to late teens, and she loves D.C. Like it's her favorite favorite city well that was one of the things i'll get we'll get into that but i was gonna i was wondering why you you here you're here did you oh, grow up here or are you yeah, from here? oh yeah. you are okay no I, i'm from chicago oh like i know yeah, that because yeah, yeah. that's what i'm thinking you know you live here but all your fan, <laughs> fan favorite stuff is chicago oh yeah stuff. i'm diehard but i'm i'm northwest suburbs yeah. chicago but similar deal grew up in you know uh, hard working area people were you know usually not leaving that area it was like hey if we're here we're not leaving but my mom married a military guy so oh yeah yeah next yeah. thing you know you know we're traveling the world the place, um, yeah. so dc is just another stop for me in the <laughs> in the journey and that's how arizona is for me i mean i yeah. don't love it there it's it's good for what yeah. it's good for and uh ideally we want to be somewhere with land, maybe Northern mm -hmm. California, West Coast. I don't want to be anywhere near the East Coast anymore. I mean, yeah. I've gotten used to the fact of having mild weather all the time, so I like that. Sure. Know? If I don't have to shovel, I don't want to shovel. Oh yeah. Man. Unless it's in Tahoe, I'll live in Tahoe. Tahoe's amazing. It's the best. Here, you know, you get um, you get the occasional big snowstorm. Like we had uh, snow. I don't know. It was like a month or and a half ago or something like that. It was gone in a day, though. You know, it's come, you sled, you have fun huh. for a day, and then you don't shovel really at all because it's melting. Yeah. You know, as you as you're kind of playing it, and then, you know, you might have another big storm. Usually, two or three snows max per winter. A time. winter. Yeah. Yeah. That's you a, get the cold temperature, but yeah. it's not. It's Which nothing is fine with me. Yeah. I don't love 120. Oh, it's 120, 120 for rough. six days or six days, six months a year. Yeah. It's draining. It makes you in a bad mood. It's crazy. <laughs> I know, man. That weather is a lot. Like, people don't realize, but, like, one of the most – well, one of the reasons that Northern Virginia is so popular where, where it's one of the wealthiest areas is because of the weather. Because you have all four seasons and you don't have anything too extreme. It's not extreme? Yeah. So, like, summertime, you get in the 90s, right? But you'll never reach is 100 it degrees. super humid? There's some humidity, but it's not unbearable. No. It's not it's like not you're like sitting Florida. out there like, oh, like yeah. you know, It's like Texas. You know, Texas yeah. has, like, that awful humidity. It's awful. It's not like I that. I lived there for a long time. Yeah. So, it's, it's you know, it's got a little bit of everything. You can get to the mountains here, too. You can get up to uh, Ski, which is only, like, an hour, hour and a half away. And then the Virginia Beach area where I went yeah. to high school. Um, oh, you did? Yeah, so yeah. that's only three and a half, four hours away. That had to be awesome. Yeah, I mean, it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> Similar deal, though, man. Yeah. Like, you know, south side Chicago, it's like people are just not – it's not a good environment. You it's know? not, man. And it, it, you, it's so weird that you don't know what you don't know yeah. until you leave from a long – seeing it from afar and see, like, I, I could have never – 15 years ago been like i hope he does good i hope he does good i hope that's never how my that was never my mentality and yeah. it's just so crazy to think that they have nothing to do with me so of course i want you should 
flourish and do everything that you want to be able to do. 100%. And I, and I praise that. I celebrate that. I support that. And it's, that was never yeah. something that I did. It's hard, man. I mean, because when you're raised in an environment where people feel like things are scarce, right? Like, Oh, I don't know how, you know, the, the mm. chances of getting success are slim, maybe just because of all the things that have come before them, generations before them, you know, you start to adopt this mentality that there's not a lot of opportunity out there. So you have to fight for every little thing. Yeah. And if you see somebody else getting it, you start to think, well, they've got a piece of the pie that was supposed to be mine. And it's always jealous. It's always jealousy driven. It's oh, never sure. anything other than pr your, your issues with yourself. Not that. Yeah. It's always internal. Man. Yeah. Always. Uh, it, it's crazy. It, that's, that's like, that's the problem. It's like everyone there, you know, unfortunately for the most part has a nine to five or a longer job that they are, a trade all this stuff is great it's and, and if you love it that's great my my perspective of the people around there is that they have to do it that's mm. what they have to do and because of that they have a already they don't i don't want to say they hate everything but they just have they're not happy all the time and that right. can really drain on how you are as a person sure you know, it just rubs off on people just walking around the city i was there last week and uh last weekend and it just seemed like everybody was angry all the oh, time, man. you know, yeah. and that could have been the weather. It had not, the sun had not been out for two weeks. So it could have been that. It's a Chicago yeah. winter. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, it was nasty. Yeah. It, it happened to pop out the last day I was there, but you can really see a difference walking around in a place that it feels like everybody is just like getting driven down by yeah. maybe what their jobs is or not having sun, not being able to even exercise or do anything else or making time to do that. Yeah. You could see how that would, you know, oh, wear yeah. on people. Environment's everything. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, that's why I'm so careful with who I surround myself with oh, now. Yeah. I was going to get into that. So, I mean, for me, it's been an absolute game changer. Absolute. I grew up with some guys that have, were my lifelong friends. Yeah. And one specifically, um, my lifelong, like since I was six and about, six years ago i completely some stuff happened and i was like look this is i i can't deal with this anymore i mean 100 percent shut him out never talk won't wouldn't answer anything and i'm not kidding to the day it happened my life completely started going upwards wow it's crazy and i did it with a couple other people that were close but you know from afar close we grew up close but because yeah. i've been moving all over the place but i always thought it was bullshit and i also think it's kind of bullshit when people say you're as close you're as good as your seven closest people but mm -hmm. i have people that i've surrounded myself with that i rarely see but they're, they're i'm close with yeah so that i don't think that it has to be people that you see on a daily basis it just has to be Maybe your circle of, of influence or friends or network or something yep. to that effect. Like, you and I don't live close. I talk yeah. to you on a regular basis now. Yeah. Um, you know, you know Chappelle. I talk yeah. to him. Malik, I talk to daily now. Yeah. Uh, Brian is somebody that I, I don't talk to all the time, but I consider him a good friend, and I need advice. I talk. And those are the kind of people they're always pushing – Dude, I don't know harder workers than those three guys. Yeah. Off the top of my head, I don't know harder workers than those three guys. Yeah. You know? And 
one of them doesn't even have to work hard if he doesn't want to. You sure. Know what I mean? And the other two know they see the eye, uh, the, the their eyes on the prize, and they are going for it, and they put it in every day. And the people I used to be around, it was work. They just worked mm. because they had to. They didn't have something that they were trying to do and focus on and strive for and all that, all that stuff. So yeah. that's what I'm trying to do. You know, I'm trying to go to these things. How I met you, it's it's like maybe. Th- the event itself doesn't bring you a ton of value, but the people you meet at those things oh, bring a ton fun. of value, ton yeah, of value. I, I think about this all the time, having kids. You know, one of the biggest lessons that I want them to learn is it does matter who you know, right, in a good yeah. and bad way. Yeah, yeah. Right, because sometimes who you know can lead you in the opposite direction mm-hmm. of where you want to go. Uh, but oftentimes, I mean, attitude is contagious, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so if I'm surrounding myself with guys like you – who are trying to create something, trying to provide value and, and trying to you know, live up to your potential or exceed your potential in a lot of cases, that's going to just be contagious for me, right? I want to have a piece of that as well, right? I mean, I can't hang out with you if I'm no. like, hey, let's go smoke yeah. weed and drink yeah, beers yeah, all yeah, day, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. once in a while we could do that and be fun, yeah. but you know, most of the time we're, we're on the, the path of success to inspire people that we care about and, and take care of our families and stuff, right? And it's so easy though to get sucked into the other way because on the surface there's a lot of you know seems easy seems fun in the moment in the moment yeah yeah. and you start getting deeper into it with these people and you realize wait a second man every single day yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. oh you got a job what are you doing right (laughs) yeah i got a job i mean okay wait what are you doing yeah what are you doing and we see this all the time with fitness man yeah we see uh you know people who come to us for help but at home Right. They have an environment that is the opposite of what they're trying to create for themselves. Right. Right. They want to change. But then it's like wife, kids, brother, sister, friends at work, whatever. They all want to go and do whatever they've been doing. Right. That's caused them to be where they are. And when they come to us, they think and this is my experience. They think I'm giving them like a meal plan and a diet plan and that or a training plan. And and then. I don't know, like a magic wand that fix everything, but that's <laughs> not nice. how we do it. I mean, that's yeah. not how our, our program doesn't do that. I, my questionnaire is super long to the point where maybe some people don't even fi- fill it out and just yeah. don't want to do it, which is totally fine. If you can't fill out a freaking questionnaire for me, then sure. you're probably not going to succeed with what we're doing, but we try to figure out why you're not getting to where you're not getting to, because there's a reason that it's been this long that you're doing yeah. the way you're doing. Also, you have to have some patience because it took you 15 years to get to this point, and you think that, uh, I don't know, in one month you're going to all of a sudden be back to yeah. what you were in your teenage years. Days later. Yeah, there's no – it doesn't work that way. You have to – it's a it, the fitness, training, nutrition, all that stuff is a mental thing, number one, before mm-hmm. it's the other physical stuff, number two, I, I think. Oh, 100%, yeah. dude. I mean, people you surround yourself with, if you're – husband spouse or whoever it is is doesn't give a shit about what they eat and what is in the house and they don't exercise and they don't support what you're doing guess what it's going to be really hard unless you are super focused and disciplined to get to where you want to go because willpower is a problem for a lot of people that are struggling and if your husband or wife is sitting there eating (laughs) fucking pizza every day (laughs) or got 10 bags of chips and ice cream and all that stuff yeah. The chance I can't, I don't stop from eating that stuff. I can't imagine if I have a problem with food yeah. and that stuff's around me, how you're going to, it's like an alcoholic wow. with, with, you know, Booze alcohol. Yeah. yeah. 
it's it's impossible. Oh, terrible. And people don't get it. They don't get it. They, because food is something we have to have no matter what, yep. it's not treated like alcohol or Narcotics Anonymous or any of that other stuff because you have to eat it. You sure. have to eat food. So it's it's a struggle, you know. It's a struggle to tap into the mental part of it. And I think where a good coach comes into play is being – like when we hire people, I don't give – two fucks about what your certifications i don't care yeah. if you have one or 50 i don't care what your you know education is my point is one if people like to be around you every day yeah. and you're not an asshole yeah. and two you're can be personable with somebody and be able to have them talk to you back and forth then the other stuff if you're not experienced i can teach you sure how to be a good coach programming Although it is a science, it's not hard once you learn how to do it. Yeah. And teaching people how to eat correctly. If you're in this space and you don't know, then you're you know conning people. It's not hard. Yeah. It's not people with all the, oh, I got a program. We got this 60-day. It's the best ever. Yeah. I, it's nothing that you haven't done, nothing I haven't done. Yep. It's That's not what makes you a good coach. A good coach is somebody that they feel comfortable telling you their shit. Yep. They feel comfortable saying when they fucked up because most of the time they'll lie about it and you know that doesn't do anybody any good so the mental part is i think our biggest barrier to helping people do what they need to get done oh straight up you so you have a gym in arizona what kind of environment do you try to create at the gym so we're since i've i've had a few gyms and my all my gyms are um i try and make them community based so Mm -hmm. we don't do um personal training one-on-one what we do is you have uh, an assessment we just started a new program for younger kids it's called starting strength but that is for them to learn the proper movements and for parents to learn that the kids don't have to be 14 before they start lifting weights you can be in our program at eight nine years old and it's a month long of them getting drilled on how to hinge and how to squat right and jumping laterals landing which is a huge thing but That's that's different. So when people join, they go through an assessment, and it's super brief, just stuff that hopefully and we get their past injuries if they've ever worked out before. But you get a designed program. So it's in, we call it individualized program in a group setting. Mm. So you get we have an app, and uh, it's True Coach, if you ever yeah, heard yeah. of it. And we set up an entire um, training plan around them individually, and then they come in at whatever time they sign up for, and there's – you know, people there working out on the floor with a coach that coaches all of them in their program, but it's uh, in a group setting. So that's because two, five people aren't, are all different. Yeah. Me and you work out. I'm trying to do one thing. You're trying to do it. Why would we come in and do a workout of the day? Yeah. No, fitness is fine. I mean, if you're just a general fitness person and you want to come in and get some movement done and, and lift some weights and have a workout of the day for that, that's fine. But we're, I think that, misses the mark is doing like olympic lifting really specific kind of lifting in a group setting is weird yeah it's just not and not trust me i was the second crossfit coach ever in arizona (laughs) 15 years ago or so yeah and i so i was i was drinking the kool-aid for quite a long time but then i saw a pattern of um unqualified coaching people opening places that really had no business they went to a a weekend course and now they open Mm -hmm. because they have money yeah, have a CrossFit gym, and I don't like um, heavy lifting for reps. I just mm. don't like that. I mean, yeah. some people are fine with it. I, I mean, CrossFit athletes are, are are nuts. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Those guys are 
next level stuff, man. They're You're a top awesome. level athlete. And I have nothing. I use aspects of CrossFit and stuff that I do. Sure. And the reason we were called Hybrid Fit Club is because I've been in, it's like 26 years in fitness. Mm. Hybrid is um, a, one or two or more things combined together to form one philosophy. Sure. And so I've taken everything, you know, college sports, yeah. professional, uh, Olympic lifting, all that stuff, and put it into my philosophy. And it's not, I didn't reinvent the wheel. It's nothing that you don't do yeah, or anybody yeah. else doesn't do. But I just don't like to pigeonhole in nutrition or training into a dogmatic approach. I just don't yeah, like Yeah, same here. I, I think it's short-sighted yeah. right, in a lot of ways because everybody's individual and everybody's going to need to find their niche, right? They, they're going to need to find what works for them. And it's hard if, you know, you go into a gym and they're like, you have to do, you know, hand cleans yeah. for time and then box jumps yeah. and you're like, that's Dude, a recipe I, for disaster. I haven't even jumped off the couch. <laughs> like, what, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. I, I took cross. I mean, I, I've never owned a CrossFit gym mm -hmm. or anything, but I've gotten into it enough to experiment myself. And I was like, man, this is for someone who's, I consider myself athletic. You know, it was very challenging. It's very challenging. That's how I got into it. I did their baseline workout at yeah. a place called uh, CrossFit Scottsdale. It's mm -hmm. not there anymore. And I did it in like six and a half minutes. And I, I was in the corner for like 45 <laughs> minutes, dude. Try not to I couldn't. Yes, it yeah. was crazy. And I'm like, I'm in good fucking shape, man. Yeah. This is crazy. So I looked into it, and that's how I got yeah. involved with it in the first place. But it's uh, for a novice <sighs> that's trying to get into a fitness space, good and luck. they show up, and that's what they do. They're done. They're yeah, quitting. Yeah, they're yeah. never going to get through that, man. Never. That's never going to happen. No. That's no. the mental part that we were talking about. It's just they're going to think it's they're going to fail all the time and yeah. think me, that that perception in your brain is automatically going to set you up later on. Even if you did it for like three, four weeks, a month, four, two months, yeah. at some point, if you think you suck at something, you're just going to quit and just say, fuck it, I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah, because people get in or they get really hooked on it is that uh, that that love of pain. Right? Yeah. They like to get beat yeah. up. And I yeah. used to be like that, man. That's how a kind of trainer I was. I yeah. suck, dude. If, <laughs> if I now went to me when I was like 27, I'd be like, dude, you're a fucking terrible awful trainer. Yeah, you are yeah. awful. You want people to throw up. Yeah. You want, you know, burpees and all that <laughs> stuff. I mean, it, don't. I, I'm sure the comments will go crazy, but burpees are the dumbest exercise I've I, ever I seen. I do them because they're so, well, because they're uh, – uh, but you're I'm, I'm assuming you do them right. Well, what I sport do, do you do? So that? Spartan racing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. 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 Yeah, so they make you do burpees, right? And I was like, because there's a thing that goes around, like Ben Bruno talks about. Oh it all yeah, the time. yeah. He's like, what's there's nothing. I've in never any made sport. a client do burpees, by the way, ever. Oh, okay. I've never made a client uh, online program or. Uh, that that would be crazy because you can't even watch them what watch they're doing. Them. Yeah. And so the, I'll send out workouts like that say burpees but I, they're not programmed for anybody they're just like a you know book that i'd yeah, yeah. my toughest of course sure, whatever, sure, right? sure, sure. somebody wants to jump in cool but yeah. an actual coaching client no we never do burpees yeah and if we do it's because they're an athlete right like a former college quarterback mm -hmm. who's like hey i want to get ripped okay maybe we could play around with them if you want to have some fun yeah. but you know the general population no dude yeah. it's too risky man it, it, is, it makes no sense there's no the, as somebody i know always says the juice isn't worth the squeeze oh, uh, a yeah, lot of yeah. things in fitness is a lot like back squatting yeah, I mean, tough. I do goblet squats pretty much for all my clients. That's all I do. That's yeah. all I do, man. I do yeah. it one leg, single leg stuff, split squat stuff. Front. Yeah, I like split I mean, squats too. The, the, I mean, if I have guys that want to back squat, yeah. they have to be so strong 
for me to for a general person doing fitness yeah. I, I, I guess it's an ego thing you want to i haven't back squatted and i, I hate back at least squatting. five years maybe longer yeah. you know what i mean one it's not great for me i have some lower lumbar issues but yeah i just don't the juice isn't worth the squeeze you can right. change tempo with a lighter weight and a goblet squat and yeah. make it just as challenging as squatting 500 pounds. For well, sure. maybe not, but it's it's something, it's not beneficial. I never feel good it. after a heavy back squat session. I, I never, I mean, <laughs> I, I can't remember it. when I've ever, I've never liked squatting in the first place, so yeah. maybe that's my bias towards it yeah. since I was a kid. But I love deadlifting. I love deadlift Deadlifts. variations. Yeah. Everybody in my program learns how to deadlift. We start. What's we your favorite type of deadlift for the general pop? Oh, trap bar, for sure. I was going to sure. say, trap bar is 100%. So Again, straight bars, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. If you yeah. want to compete in powerlifting, then yes, we can get after that. What but. about, because a lot of people have gyms that don't have trap bars. Do you do like a it's dumbbell tough. suitcase deadlift or something like that, kettlebell? Well, number one, I would say go to the GM and ask them to buy one because there's yeah. no way that they're, they're not that expensive. They're going to they're gonna get used. Yeah. I could understand you're like, oh, I want a Jacob's ladder. Well, that's you know five grand, and yeah. probably five people will use it. No, yeah. a trap bar will be used every single day by by the member base. Yep. So if they say no, then that I don't know. I don't know what to tell Not you, but gym. right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, a garage gym. but I would use dumbbells with bands. Okay. Um, oh wow. Okay. Oh, I yeah. have an affiliate um, with this company that I need, I need to set you up with. It's called sure. Clinch Fitness. Okay. And they they design these plastic, non-breakable handles that wow. can hook into bands. Like Ooh. there's like there's like hooks on each corner, so it's one here, 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 and here, yeah. and in the middle is the handle, and you can take five thick green bands that are like uh, 125 pounds of band. Yeah. You could put five of them if you had to on there, oh, wow. stand on it, and deadlift. Oh, so wow. all of our in-home clients, I send this like list of of in-home stuff I recommend. That's yeah. always number one okay. because you can heavy lift with every part of their thing it's amazing amazing, it's really amazing i gotta get on that (laughs) they're not great with social media but it's a great product they i wish more people knew about them but they have you can do seated rows 100 200 pound seated rows it's it's really for you can wrap the bands into the um handle yeah and put them in your suitcase and you could travel with it it's dude that's it's really amazing it's like i said i want more people to know about i have zero to do with them as far as they don't support me. They don't pay me. They don't. I just yeah. love what hey, they do. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah, I really love what they do. Helps but a lot of people. Um, yeah. If you can't find a trap bar at the gym, I would. If you're gonna straight bar, I just do sumo all yeah. the time. Okay. I mean, there's. Yeah, because it's, it's just not as much uh, back share. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just. Uh, I, and I like deadlift's not even a back movement, really. No. Anyway, it's people. F- no. I, I hate that bodybuilders have prescribed deadlifts as building your back it doesn't really build your back you know um, rows i mean it does there's yeah, back yeah. i mean it, you're you're i tell you i mean it's just me personally but when i'm deadlifting consistently and a lot my traps yeah. my upper traps and my and my back probably because you yeah you're if you're doing it right yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, trap bar right. yes for sure yes but the front the front bar it's uh, just the, tough oh, yeah you know, over under front doesn't do a it's lot. just a, i love it as a full body it's a full body. If I could do anything, so I couldn't do anything, it would be deadlift. I agree. That's the only exercise yeah. I would do. When I'm in a pinch for time, I will just deadlift. Deadlift every minute yeah. of the minute. That's what <laughs> like we were, we're going to do today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was so tired. But um, <laughs> Kelly Storette, you know Kelly Storette. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had a long Supple conversation leopard. about him with him about my back issues and it preventing me from deadlifting the way I wanted to. So, And I never really did. Every minute on the minutes before, and yeah. he was like, "If you're 
just do 225 to start off and do 30 minutes every minute on the minute and do that mm-hmm. for a while. And I did. Back felt great. Awesome. Went up to 315 every minute on the minute for 30 minutes. Was great. Wow. Then I started doing two reps every minute on the minute. Worked great. I never really lifted heavy, heavy deadlifts. And I yeah. got my deadlift up to like 550, which is the most I've ever done That's in my sick. entire life. Yeah. Now, I haven't maxed in probably three years anymore just because, again, I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I... I won't go over three three fifteen for every minute on the minute. How many? Just a rep or two or three? One. Oh, one. One oh. or one to three. Okay. Uh, th- if you do three, it's got to be lighter because the yeah, minute start, comes. Oh, yeah. You start getting in a minute fifteen, <laughs> sixteen. It just it starts being a bear. In the beginning, you're like, oh, this ain't shit. Yeah. And then yeah. all of a sudden, it's like thirty minute. minutes in, and you're like, this is this is, this is only three hundred fifteen pounds. But um, two twenty five is where I usually stick around with. Okay. And, one, I, I try to get speed off the ground so because it helps. I, I still play some competitive baseball, and yeah, I like yeah. to stay in shape or not even get – not even to be in shape but to not get hurt. Yeah. So I try and do a lot of stuff that uh, promotes speed. So speed off the ground with your, with your um, deadlift. Yeah. If I go too heavy, it's not happening. So I, I try and stay anywhere between 225 and 315 and depending on the reps. But I, I like go that. from 15 minutes to 30 minutes. That's and I deadlift sweet. three times a week. Yeah. I just change the variation. So I'll do oh, single nice. leg deadlifts and trap bar. Yep. We have a half trap bar. Okay. So it's cut in half. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've and seen we, those. Yeah, we do um, either reverse lunge with it or a half uh, split squat deadlift, which I love. And you can go super light. It doesn't add a lot of uh, intensity, but it's yeah. super effective for unilateral strength. So I do that one day a week. I do heavy, heavy one day a week. And then I do some sort of like a dumbbell or um, – trap bar light or like rever- uh, rear foot elevated split squat but in okay. a deadlift without a squat got you know it, what i'm saying yeah, so yeah, i put yeah, the yeah. back i put the back leg up but i don't bend the knee yeah i, I do a hip hinge. Yeah. yeah yeah so oh, i change it all up try and do some band work with deadlifts but if i can't like i said if i can't do anything it's always deadlift, deadlift. I oh, always man. Deadlift. you mentioned baseball i wanted to talk yeah. about that so you played baseball, but then how did you – well, let's talk about baseball yeah. first. How long did you play? So I didn't play – I played in college okay. one year. Um, I played my freshman year at a school in Chicago called Triton Community okay. College. Yeah. It was it's, – it was an – at that time, it was an elite baseball school. We had sure. 14 kids on my team drafted. Wow. We were wow. 69 and 9. We were really, really good. Yeah. Um, but I had uh, arm issues in that summer, and from there I went back to – and played football. Were you – uh, pay pitched. Oh, you were a pitcher. Yeah. Okay. yeah, and I played p- football through college, and then when I got done playing football altogether at like 32 years old, I started playing baseball again. Oh, nice. Um, and I just play competitive old man men's league stuff. We yeah. travel and play, but um, I like training baseball more than any other sport. Why is that? Uh, well, there's a misconception that there's sports specific training, mm. and if you talk to the leaders, Mike Boyle, Eric Cressy, all those guys, yeah. they'll tell you that training baseball and training soccer and training football really isn't much different. Mm. Okay, what the little bit of difference is for baseball is once like kids don't need to be sports specific training. Right, right. They should right. just train athletics. Yeah, they need to get yeah. stronger, learn how to move right, and yeah. going to a baseball or a football training person is one you probably yeah it's bullshit <laughs> it is bullshit i mean if you go through my social media you i i i go hard on parents having kids being individualized in sports and kids uh you know doing sports specific stuff at such an early age you yeah. need to play 
even if you suck, play other sports so you're moving in different planes and you get repetitive. In- There's so many repetitive injuries for kids now because they're just playing one sport year yeah, round. Yeah, and in Arizona, yeah. it's terrible because you can play, play baseball, obviously, all year. For sure. It, the weather's conducive to, to that. So yeah. the reason I like baseball the most is because um, once they are into a strength base, we can specificize it a little bit more with, like, unilateral stuff. Mm. And I'm obsessed with the mechanics of, like, pitching and hitting. Sure. And we have some of the best guys in, in my area um, that teach that and have taught me stuff with that, so I learned from them. But trying to take the mechanics of those things and turn it into uh, an exercise that is beneficial in those mechanics is why I like baseball the most. Got so it, football got is, it. is, you know, just be big, strong, fast, you know, learn how to move, how get, to get, yeah, yeah, get move lateral movement. It's, and, and I've learned that, the, I mean, it just may be the athletes I've worked with, but I've learned that the baseball athletes, I don't know, they're more, um, focused on being always there and consistent not as flaky you know we have a basketball program we have a football program that's very good but they just seem to bounce around a lot more to Mm. different people my baseball i mean tell you what like i take it from here eric cressy is like a a pseudo mentor to me he doesn't know me personally but i i take in everything he does he he trains the most baseball he just got players. hired by the yankees yeah yeah I saw that. and for him to be able to do that and still they'll and them still let him do his Same. stuff yeah. is unprecedented that's amazing i mean he has you know thousand plus professional baseball players that's come through his doors right yeah. so for him to be somebody that i look up to and i see how he started and where he is now and that has a lot to do with you know, my mindset when it comes to my, my gym now is, is baseball, softball focused. Okay. I didn't want to do it that way, but it just, because of where we're at and location we're area, in yeah. that, I mean, we're inside of a 40,000 square foot baseball facility. Yeah. So, I mean, I have to do what's, yeah, what's there, what's there yeah. but, um, I just, the thing with me with, with baseball is trying to get to these parents to know that, you don't have to keep up with the Joneses, you know, take, take the off season off and train in the off season instead of play in the off Dude, season. That's what happened to me. I, I played, so I played a lot of sports. And then once I hit my uh, sophomore year in high school, I made a decision that I was going to focus exclusively on baseball and start traveling year round and playing uh. winter, spring, summer, nonstop. Like I literally played baseball every weekend Every Thursday night, everything like in between from the moment I was 14 years old till I you know, graduated high school, went to college, uh-huh. and I had so many injuries, so many injuries. You I got did. hurt my senior year in high school. I uh, had the worst – tendonitis, tor- partially torn rotator cuff like because I was a catcher. Uh-huh. So as you can imagine yeah. – so I would – not only would I play, but then to make extra money, we had pitching coaches come in uh, from, you know, like the Yankees, Gary Valley was, was one of them. Yeah, I'd catch bullpens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And he'd pay me, you know, 10 bucks right, a guy. Right. And I'm sitting there, you know, thinking yeah. nothing of it. That's dude, I'm over, throwing like 1,000 yes. balls in, you know, ten to six hours. Like, it's And that's crazy. another reason I love baseball because that's our wheelhouse. So yeah. we have guys that come in with shoulder issues. And just by the my surrounding, the people I surround myself with, yeah. uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not – it's not a brag or, you know, boasting, but they're the best guys in the world, Sure, in the world. And I can, I can hit them up and ask them, you know, this guy's got this issue, Mm -hmm. you know, he's got this, this, and this, 
you know, I'm doing this with them. What else do you think I should do with them? Yeah. And I, I'm not, I'm not, you know, people that don't know me that are, watch me from afar think I'm, you know, cocky or I'm a know-it-all, which is not sure wrong. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I admit it. I, I come asshole. off that way. I come off that way, but I'm also not, I'm not, um, I, I won't prevent myself from learning mm. from people that I know know a lot more about shit than I do. Sure. And, and I think that's the problem with our industry as a whole is that it's my way or the highway type stuff. That's yep. not how I look at things. Now, yeah. if I if I think you're doing something wrong from somebody I don't know, I'm going to be suspect to mm. them. That's just my judgmental ways, and I've tried to break that. But yeah. if if I don't know anything, I know when I don't know something, sure. and I'll try and find the reason – or the answer for that thing that I don't know. And that's where I go to my guys that I that I trust and I, you know, respect. Yeah. And yeah. It, the shoulder is my wheelhouse now, and it's because I've learned because of baseball and training baseball players that shoulder health is more much more important than shoulder strength. Mm. And guys I are agree. always, I want to throw harder, I want to throw harder. Yeah, that's cool. I want you to throw harder. Yeah. But here's the thing. You start throwing harder without taking care of the thing that's making you throw harder you're going to have some issues. Big time. So let's let's work on that. Let's work on not getting injured. And then on top of that, we'll do the things that you need to do to throw harder. But let's get to a place first that you're able to move the right way so that throwing hard doesn't put stress on a certain area that it doesn't need to be putting stress on in the first place. Yeah, it makes sense. It's crazy because now I had bicep uh, – surgery uh, this past year i tore my bicep uh it was terrible but fixed it and then now i'm dealing with the shoulder because the bicep tendon mm -hmm. has now become so tight that i have severe shoulder pain yeah i was telling you some yeah. things i'm trying to get through it man yeah. it's brutal landmine presses yeah you do yeah. a lot of those i, I press this yeah. way yeah you don't want to get to here because you don't need to get yeah i don't you need don't, to i mean juice yeah. isn't worth no, it's, not, it's not <laughs> i'm not it's doing not. at some point you will but you've yeah. got to be able to get the the mobility yeah. in there to be able to do that yeah, it's, uh, it's that's been a game changer and i learned yeah. that from eric Cressy's sturdy shoulder uh mm. program yeah, it's 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 really good it's yeah. so worth the money Probably and get it. yeah. it's so worth the money and pressing makes you stronger yeah. no matter what plane that you're in so if your mobility doesn't allow you to get overhead yeah. there's no reason for you to be pressing overhead right. pressing a different i've had guys in the gym that general pop guys that couldn't lift like two pounds to here yeah so they just thought oh i can't bench i can't do that i'm, I'm like Screw. okay fine that you can't we're not going to do that but we yeah. landmine 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 do shoulder cars shoulder mobility shoulder cars six awesome. months yep. they're like full range motion great. and we've never done traditional stretching mm -hmm. we've just uh We've done strengthening in an end range, which Kelly's taught me. Yeah. You know, strengthen your what you can do. You strengthen in that area, and then work on the mobility part later. Don't yeah. don't press in a in a end range that you can't get to an end range in. So sure. for for people that don't know what I'm saying, it's like if you can't get your arm overhead, why the hell are you pressing anything overhead? Uh. Press something in the range that makes it comfortable and then work on getting to that other range later. Makes and sense. then eventually you'll be able to get to that end range. Yeah. People need to listen to this. Cause I mean, that that's one thing I've learned and you know, I've been to train for 15 years. Once again, similar situation where it's like, you know, just cause you know a lot, you know, you, you encounter something that's novel and you're like, Oh shit. I don't know everything about yeah. shoulder health. Oh right? no, no. Never had sure. to deal with it. I was a kid when I hurt my rotator cuff, and I had terrible coaches. Oh, I'm sure. It was well, like go just ice it. Well, knowledge. They didn't know uh, ice. <laughs> right. That's another. Don't get me started on ice. <laughs> yeah. Go ice it. Rest. Don't play. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? Rice. Rice. I got a scholarship. Rice. I got to play. You know. Rest. Ice. Rice. Yeah. 
Yeah. Don't do that. Anybody that's listening to this, do not do that. <laughs> that's terrible. It is ice is the worst thing you can do for any sort of inflammation injury. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a whole nother podcast. But trust me when I tell <laughs> ice you that's is not, awful. Yes, it's yeah. not good for you. You no, know how you know how crazy. ice was invented? No. About that injury? No. So I keep referencing him. He doesn't even know me, but if, Eric Cressy has a podcast and he had okay. the guy that invented this or uh, wrote this book about icing. And all kinds of research. It's yeah. an awesome podcast. If you, I can't remember the guy's name, yeah. but it's popular. It's a popular episode of his, and he did this research. Well, long time ago, before I mean, emergency medicine was even around. This yeah. kid got his arm cut off, oh, and this sure. is paraphrasing. I don't know if this is one hundred percent correct, <laughs> but got his arm cut off. Yeah, and they te- they um wrapped you know wrapped it up. Uh, this really innovative doctor said, bring me the thing, put it on ice, blah, blah, blah. Well, ice obviously stops blood flow. Preserves. Right. It preserves yeah. the tissue. And yeah. they reattached the short short version. They reattached the the limb. And then because of that, he said that it was you, – you didn't want the blood to flow, so his, his arm was elevated. Uh-huh. His ice, the, the area so blood wouldn't flow, compressed the area so the blood wouldn't – lose blood and then elevate it so the blood wouldn't come out so that's how rice was invented and it i don't know how it just kept it, it somehow for so leaked long, into something for so long <laughs> and now it, it's way better to compress mm-hmm. and movement in the joint is whatever you can do yeah. so if you sprain your ankle don't ice it you wrap, wrap the it shit out of it and then when the pain starts going away you try and do small movements to get range of motion yes. back. So the sooner you get range of motion the the better and the more frequent the injury will dissipate so. yeah yeah i think the icing too for a lot of people is probably a mental thing you know because it kind of takes their mind off of the pain for like two seconds right yeah but it's like you should just immediately start to wrap typically unless right it's and it hurts pre- so bad it prevents can't. um healing yeah because yeah. there's no blood flow yeah, going to yeah, the yeah. area you want blood blood's the transportation right. mechanism that's right? why that's how what's it called um bfr came oh, into yeah, effect yeah yeah. Blood flow That's great for injuries, it's, by the way. It's the best for injuries. Yeah, I've done that with my knee. I had knee issues this past year, and I I would you know wrap my or I'd basically BFR my quads and and my my calves and whatnot to kind of get the blood pulling in mm-hmm. my knee as much as I could. And dude, it helped a lot. You know, I could then go run. You know, for a much longer period of time than I was you know trying to do before, where I was just trying to push through the pain. But doing BFR was tremendous, man. Well, I have a kid. Shout out to Jake Leapert. He's over at Pima Community College. He was two days away from signing his letter of intent to go to Mesa College, which is mm. a Division two in Colorado, tore his ACL. Oof. Dude, he was devastated, okay? Yeah. Uh, surgery, blah, 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 got cleared, mm. did BFR every single day, was back, full full um, college basketball type of participation yeah. in like seven months, not nine, wow. which is, requ- is usually the norm. Yeah. Now he has multiple – Division one offers. At, nice. uh, he's at he's averaging almost thirty a game as a freshman at a junior college. He's going to play one year and transfer. He's going to have three years with a red shirt at um at a major Division one major yeah. school. And uh, I think a lot of the reason he got to come back and changed mental because he kept training through the through the injury. Yeah. And we did BFR, so he didn't lose a lot of um atrophy in the leg and that's sure. what slows down recovery it's not wow. that the joint at, the knee's probably more stable than before you injured it mm. the problem is is you have so much time off that the yeah. atrophy in the bad in the injured leg has takes a long time to be able to build back up to the to the point where you can be um uh 
you can support that injury. Yeah. So b- what BFR does is allow you to train without um, res- a lot of resistance. So the intensity yep. doesn't happen. You don't have to squat or be able to squat a lot of weight to be able to get the benefits of getting the yeah. blood flow in and the atrophy doesn't take over. So, you know, it was a really eye-opening thing. I had awesome. just learned what BFR was right before that happened, which was weird. But what turned into what he thought was going to be a bad thing, not getting his letter of intent, has now actually been a blessing. The ACL has been a blessing because sure. now he's getting a big-time D1 offers. It's oh, just awesome, such man. a great story. Yeah, it goes, I think, for all limbs because I, I can do BFR with my bicep oh, yeah. too because the bicep atrophied a lot. Yeah. You know, but it, but the, the, the tendon and the repair was stable. Mm-hmm. You know, even my doctor was like, dude, you could, you know, the tendon's not going to snap again. It's freaking locked in mm-hmm. once you've let it recover and heal enough. You're ready to go. But the bicep was small. Yeah. You know, so I couldn't, I didn't feel as strong. So I just, you know, BFR, you can start to do, you know, 10 pound dumbbells. So in your you're just doing one side? Uh, I do. Uh, when you were unilateral, yeah, yeah, a lot of unilateral stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I actually continue to train this through the injury because um, I wanted to make sure that you know I, I kept my my uh, my training as consistent as possible, even if it was just the good side for a long time, because that tr- that translates to keeping the size and the uh, the injured side mm-hmm. as well. Just that neurological connection right mm-hmm. between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was still doing you know my normal stuff with this, and then once I got back into this, I didn't lose as much strength as predicted. But it still it looked small, and it didn't have that same like I've always had very strong arms. Mm-hmm. The fact that I even tore a bicep was like mind-boggling to me. But for whatever reason, I did. So then you know at the end of the day, now I started to notice just by doing some BFR, but also the the continued training in this side, the size has come back a lot faster than anticipated. Oh, right, good. but initially it was just like. Holy fuck, oh, it's know. so small. Know. You know, where did it go? Like, it was like a balloon that you just, like, yeah. popped. You know, it was just very Well, I've crazy. had ACL surgery, mm-hmm. and it's been 30 years since I've had it, and my leg still isn't the same oh, size as the really? other leg. It's yeah. weird. That's crazy. There's yeah. no loss of strength, none yeah. of that. It's just, just different size. the teardrop on my left leg is a lot really. smaller than the mm-hmm. one on my right leg. Wow. And I think if I would have been able, I mean, they didn't know about BFR then. Yeah, but, yeah. But, uh it, it might be something I play around with to see if I can change it now, but yeah. um, I doubt it. It's yeah, just blood flow so restriction long. training is a good one. A lot of people they do it for pump and do yeah. it for aesthetics. It's, it's not bullshit. really, yeah, yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's yeah, it'll make, your, it'll make your your veins pop out of your yeah, skin, for an hour but or so. yeah, yeah, that's not what it's for. No. It's just such a great tool for rehab Fitness or take shit and fucks yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they sure do. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. They do. It's like, oh, well, my blood's yeah. we tie a rubber band around. It's like, dude, your pump's gonna. I saw in the head today. Uh, I don't. It was a targeted ad, I guess, because I live in Arizona. But this guy's selling this online program, and he's giving two grand away to somebody. And then he showed a picture of him, and he's like, "It's called Physique something." Uh huh. And showed a picture of him. He's pretty jacked. And then yeah. they showed a full length picture of him, dude. His his legs are like the size of that tripod. <laughs> I was like, "What? Just stick to <laughs> like half doing, frame man? shots. Yeah, you you'll be good, <laughs> man. Don't 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 show your legs. Fire your marketing team yeah. immediately. Come on. Well, that does that." whatever Dang, but man. yeah it's it's just uh it's a weird space and time that we're in when it comes to you know the fitness space the transformation space the lifestyle space yeah. and then social media at the same time <sighs> dude you just gotta be aware of, of what you're watching you yeah know? yeah and i'm full, I, I, I i'm not saying that i'm full i, I try to be as transparent as possible when i sure. talk i mean I, i'm not going to talk about when i have had a shitty day and i'm depressed you know what i mean so not everything is what it seems on what you're looking at but you can all you can kind of 
gauge if you pay attention to somebody uh, whether or not they're authentic or not. Absolutely. And I think people just jump into these things, and that's what they bank, people bank on that are selling yeah. it. They they bank on the people that are just boom, jump, I'm jumping oh, in. Boom, short attention spans. Yeah, yeah. You know, that looks if, good. If you're going to do something, by all means do it, but look at it first. Check yeah. it out first. Know do what due you're diligence. doing. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's, you know, we play the long game on my side right it, we we almost look at our company as kind of what happens after somebody buys some of this stuff mm-hmm. right we're not necessarily out there trying to get you to impulse buy because no, you know exactly. coaching and even our digital courses thing, yeah we want you to get into it and and be you know trust us number one mm-hmm. right trust us enough to consistently follow something and and that requires playing the long game even in a very short attention span environment right where people want something now now yeah. now we're looking at it as like hey we'll be here after you've done all yes. this other bullshit that's my favorite you know? thing when somebody maybe has left they want to change yeah which is fine but then they come back mm. that's my favorite that's thing the that best. happens yeah they realize dude you well, were right all along. <laughs> well that plus you know I'm full, like I said, fully transparent. When I, when I, someone signs up with me or inquires, I'm like, listen, this is not for everybody. Yeah. Because it's online, I'm not going to be there. You know, yeah. some people need that appointment to show up to. That's totally fine. If that's what you need, then this is not what we're going to, yeah, the, yeah, it's not going to work. I mean, I talk to my people sometimes daily, at least once a week, and we do a sure. video call. So it's, it's not as hands on as you would maybe need. And if that's the case, then, yeah this isn't the program for you. If you have to be, have some discipline and you, you have to have patience. If you don't have patience, yeah. again, it's not going to work for you mm-hmm. because one, you're going to blame me. You think, cause it didn't work, yeah. but you didn't give it time to work because yeah. again, it's not going to happen in three months is a good gauge, but it's still not even going to happen in three months. Yeah. What you want is not going to happen in three months. Sure. You'll see something. You'll definitely see something yeah. that it's You'll working. Feel better. Right. But it's not going to work. It's not, you're not hitting your end goal. If you have a lofty, issues Uh, you can't jump into saying i want to hit this goal in three months well okay but yeah i don't know what your goal is and if it's this there's no way i'm just going to tell you anybody that tells you that okay let's do it they're just trying to get you to to get the money yes yeah no i i I tell people all the time like even if let's say you did hit your goal in three months you have to look at it as the rest of your life is a series of checkpoints right you're 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 now making a switch you're literally saying hey I'm, i'm doing a 180 basically from unhealthy, not taking care of myself. And yes, I want to look a certain way and I want to lose all this weight and I want to feel amazing. I want to look like that guy or this girl or whatever. And yeah, ultimately you could get to that point. But once you get to that point, the last thing you want to do is then do another 180 and go back to where you started. So the rest of your life is now opportunity for you to reach different goals. And maybe it's performance-based. Maybe you want to go play intramurals or like you want to join a men's baseball, like whatever. You can accomplish a lot. And so the next phase of your life which is the rest of your life is about having those different checkpoints and the next checkpoint might take a while to get to yeah just that first one but once you reach that one then the world is your oyster you're like okay now i've lost all the weight now i'm athletic again and i feel great and i can start to pursue a spartan race or this or whatever right but people want to get to that that first kind of like oh i look the way i want to look dude you did 15 plus years of this shit. Yeah. Give it at least five years, yeah. five months yeah. or some shit, yeah, right? Yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, man. Let's jump into some current events, sure, brother. Sure, we're sure, we're sure. crushing it. I love it. Um, I know uh, we we talked baseball. Actually, actually wanna, that's what I want to start with because there's cool. some shit going on, man. Did you see that trade last night? That's what I want to talk yeah. about, man. We we um, Dodgers are getting after it. The Dodgers are not afraid. Well, I, you know, it's funny. Um, they. Uh, 
they're not afraid to spend money, I guess, but they're actually this is one of the, the they're spending moves. the most money now. They got Mookie Betts. Yeah, here we go, M- Mookie Betts. This is interesting though because he's he's a guy that he's already made it clear though that he's going to test the open market after this year. So yeah. he's like a rental for a year. Yeah, he is, but if they wh- win the World why Series, why wouldn't he want to be in LA? He's trying to build his brand. Yeah. Also, I don't know much about him, man. Oh, like, dude, he's the man. You no, know, I know he's a great player. Yeah. But I mean, personality. Exactly. You know, I don't know. You know, he's like a he's a borderline professional bowler. I did know that. Yeah. Yeah. He's freaking amazing. He actually I, he there's a YouTube video of him yeah. bowling. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen he's that. An amazing bowler. <laughs> amazing. Uh, I mean, what they gave up and what they're getting. I mean. It, I just don't – they're getting after it. The Red Sox it. got kind of jib, man. Or, or is they just dump salary, basically. Well, they got a guy, uh, a minor leaguer, who's a top-level arm. He's a 100-plus arm, a minor leaguer. Okay. And um, – Yeah, they I, got some prospects. I think uh, – well, I think right now the Dodgers have the better of the deal, but I think in the long run it might not – you know, if he bolts next year, then yeah. they definitely didn't get – the better of the deal. Unless, I mean, it depends. How do you value a World Series? They win a World Series, mm. I'm sure they don't give a shit who don't they gave a, up. Yeah, yeah, they don't care. Um, if they don't, I mean, mm. I, on paper right now, I cannot see a better – I don't see a better team in the NL. No, no. Uh, the staff, they, they got David Price, dude. They got, they David, got David Price. Price. Yeah, that was – that kind of flew under the radar. Yeah, Everybody's I don't – It but. sure did. I didn't even see it until uh, – Price was – Recently. Great arm, especially come playoff time. Somebody well, gets think hurt about who they have on their staff. Now, he's not the guy, and he doesn't have to be the guy anymore. Yeah, he's, they got Kershaw. He's, they got Kershaw. They got Bueller. They got yeah. – I mean, they're they got a couple youngsters, filth. too. Who are, they are filth. They'll have no issue winning the West. It, the world. Yeah, <laughs> as a Cubs fan, you know I I can I can appreciate it because they've they've uh, recently the Dodgers have had a couple heartbreaking uh, seasons where they've gotten this close. One of which was the the other thing I want to bring up, which is the Astros. Now they're uh, I saw Pete Rose is petitioning to try to get back into the MLB because of what happened to Houston. That's like comparing apples and rocks. It That's two totally it's so different stupid. things. I mean, I've gone back and forth on the Astros because. Yeah. When I when it first came out, I'm like, listen, everybody's doing it. They're just better at it. Yeah, they've figured it out how to do it better. Then I talked to my guys that are actual players, and they've changed my mind on it a little bit. And then I look at how it's affected other players. Like for instance, there's a guy I believe I can't remember for sure if he was on the Do- I think he's on the Dodgers. His last start was last year uh-huh. in the big leagues. He's in the minors. He has not pitched in the big leagues since this start. Because he got lit up. Shelled. And they found 80 or 70 garbage can hits during that his his outing. Oh, my God. Which then takes a completely different hmm. mindset of mine is like, this guy's been trying to get to the big leagues his whole life, gets up there, and they do something, which I didn't know that using, it's written that you can't use external um, Video ways to right. yeah, yeah. steal signs. I didn't know that. Imagine that. I mean, imagine if you could. Well, yeah, but sometimes they don't think of things and they won't Mm -hmm. put it in the rules, so then technically it's not cheating. But now it is in the rules, so they did cheat. But everybody steals signs. Well, yeah, baseball, that's part of the game. And they figure out different ways. So, And I can't remember who said it. Oh, Ozzy Guillen at SoxFest, which I don't pay any attention to because I hate the White Sox. But uh, he said, what 
the the other team managers, there's an I always knew that the um Astros were doing that. So you know what we did? We changed the signs every inning. Right. Or not it might not have been every the Astros. Couple, it was whoever whoever, whoever the team was. We knew that something was happening. oh, it was with um Esteban Luiza or Contreras. It was Contreras. Mm. Jose Contreras. He every time he threw a splitty, it was getting crushed. Yeah. Crushed. And they didn't know why. Because to crush a split finger consistently, you have to be you looking You have to know for it's it. coming, yeah. Yeah. So he figured, and they just started changing the signs every inning. Yeah. And then it went away. Why don't you just do that? Why don't? Why doesn't that just – that should be – playoffs. Well, it should just be in place now at all the time. Yeah. Because the, – Well, I was a catcher. We changed it all the time. Yeah, in-game you should in-game. change it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Should change. It shouldn't be a like, guy hey, on second, it's a second signal. Okay. Right, right. <laughs> Duh. Uh, if, it's, if I touch my chest, it's this. It's if right, I put right. the, Whatever. But I have friends that played in the big leagues that can watch a pitcher and know what it's they're coming. throwing by their tells. Mm. Now, I won't say who because he's asked me never to talk about it, but yeah. there's a certain team that plays a certain pitcher for the past three years, and if you look at his ERA against this team, it's in yeah. the 10s. Wow, and that's Jesus. because my boy was an advanced scout for the other team and knew when he was throwing his really slow curveball and when he was throwing a fastball. When he, he's yep. a legitimately dominant all the time, and against this other team, and he's especially awful. in the playoffs, he's got a Could, horrible. I might year. know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm trying to be cryptic about it, but he's no longer with the team anymore. So okay, okay, whatever. But yeah, but you don't know. So you, as a pitcher, sometimes you don't know that you're doing certain things. Yeah, yeah, it's like poker. And you that's don't know. and that's another whole another um, you know aspect. I don't even of look it. at that as cheating. That's just that's not cheating. And warfare. I don't think steal steal sign stealing yeah. is cheating either. No. But when you're doing it the way they do it, I've Video. come around to think yeah, it's not good. Yeah, but now, crazy. Uh, Chris uh, Chris something today or yesterday came out and said. I was the first person to ever use the Apple Watch and with when I was with the Yankees. This is all coming around because of me. The Yankees are the ones that started this because I, I was the first person something that's about doing that. that. I remember something about that, reading about that. Somebody had talked about that. And they got uh, rid of the app. You couldn't watch Apple, Watch. Apple Watches anymore. Yeah, that was a couple years ago or something like that. I just don't know how you could get the information that fast to an Apple Watch. No, the video makes sense because it's a live stream. You're just watching. Yeah, and got the bang. Video or the did whistling. You, did with you hear the about the other the the other thing with the yeah. the chest yeah. uh, wire? Hitter, yeah, that to me pissed me off. Only because then I'm like, well, wait a second. Because as a hitter, time right, will tell though. Sure, those guys that are were really good. <laughs> we'll see what happens now. They're, you see their home average versus yes. their way. I was like, oh, but that's shit. kind of normal. But just sure. not that. That's it was a big gap. Drastic. It was yes. like 150 away, yes, 420 at yes, home. I'm like, wait drastic. a second. <laughs> These guys were having MVP seasons yes. every year. Yes. We'll see, man. Altuve, I've always thought of him as a, a high-class guy. I mean, he could still could be. Could still be. Dude, well, you're, talking about, though. you're talking about tens of millions of dollars. Shit, That's why I'm talking about the steroid era, okay? Yeah. If you're an average player and you know if you take some stuff, yeah. you're going to be an above-average player yeah. because all the difference between hitting 250 and 300 is like a double a week. For sure. One double a week during yeah. the season. Or a home run. Homer. So if if taking something is going to get you forty, fifty, sixty, a hundred million dollars, <laughs> every single person will say yes for sure. And okay. the guys that aren't, 
I think one are lying. I I don't know. I don't know what to say to that. Some I don't know don't what to say to that. Maybe. Yeah. Well, that's true. But Bonds was a Hall of Famer before anything. Right. He was a great player. He was always a Hall of Famer. For him He's to not five, be the Hall of Fame. Player. I mean, we're getting off on a tangent because of me, but the Hall of Fame is the biggest joke to me in oh, all of sports, dude. Political. It's, it's all bullshit. writers who've never played yeah. are all voting. Okay. They all have this holier than thou attitude that there's nothing's b- bigger than the game. Uh, yeah. Blah 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 blah. Well, then you should take Ty Cobb out of the out of the Hall of Fame. If sure. That's the, if you should revoke his 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 uh, status as a Hall of Famer. Bonds, McGuire, and Sosa, Palmero should all be in the Hall of Fame right now. There shouldn't be voting for it every yeah. single year and them missing it out. It's just in, it's insane. They're the best players at that time. They're the best players of all time. Absolutely. I don't care what they were taking. Pit, pitchers benefit from steroids way more than hitters do. Yeah, way yeah. more. Their recovery time is cut in half, if not more, okay? Crazy. And there's nothing more beneficial to any a baseball player than in recovery. So yep. being a pitcher that can throw in, on two days rest as opposed to five is a humongous difference. Huge. Yeah. There's so many guys using steroids. Yeah. I mean, in every is. sport. Yes. I mean, look at look at fighting. The only sport I'm against it in is fighting is because you can physically – really do Gunner damage somebody, to somebody yeah. if you're but even those strong. guys are oh they're doing they're it. finding a way to yes, get around doing. the test they're even though it. they have the most stringent testing they're, yeah ever but yeah no well it's curious this i'll be curious to see how the dodgers do because they've they've been so close now and now they're you know it's funny they're calling for uh you know a parade because uh the astros you know beat them or whatever in that world series where they were cheating i'm like guys look you know it, baseball it's a fraternity Right, so you're telling me that nobody fucking knew. They knew. No, they know. Of they know. They so know. You, if you know, then you got to say like like the Nationals probably knew pretty damn well, and look what they they said. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. They we're changed the signs. Change the signs yeah. every they batter sometimes. That is you what, know they what I mean. Did. Like they whooped them and they destroyed them. So you're telling me the Dodgers knew. They just were. They still got beat. You still got to hit the ball, by the way. Still got to do it, which is ridiculously yeah. hard to do. I yes, know. it's Crazy, much easier man. when you know what's coming, but. Pete Rose wants to get back in. I don't. I just don't even like him. <laughs> I feel a lot of old school I, people love him, and you I don't know, love whatever. or hate him. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Just, sure, just be sure. in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, who cares? Like I said, I don't give a shit about the Hall of Fame, anyways. But I mean, you see this shit, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, this is here in D.C. This happened last night. So uh, Trump gave his uh, State of the Union. She invited him to give a State of the Union during the impeachment process, and uh, he he didn't shake her hand. I don't know if you saw the clip. I, I I literally <laughs> run as far away from politics now as I used to. And this is why I, I do. It's just so. This is why stupid. I do, I don't care about One, politics. One, it, it makes zero difference in my life now. Same. None. It, any policy they they put out, any yeah, whatever, it doesn't affect me at all. And I used to get into these so horrible fights with people and i i care about a human being i don't care what you sure. think i don't care about your policy i don't care yeah, if you're you a, a democrat or republican i have hardcore right friends yeah. that i disagree with every viewpoint that they have but they're still my close friends okay same here and i have and i'm getting a, i'm getting sick of the far far um left oh. as far as well I'm left. If you want to say anything, if I want to say something, I'm left, okay? But yeah. I'm not – they're getting the cancel culture of that, the demonizing every single little thing, the whole bullshit with the Super Bowl, all that yeah, stuff yeah, drives yeah. me crazy, 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 crazy. Cancel culture drives me crazy. Yeah. Um, 
the Me Too movement started as something super positive. It's turned into a nightmare of of bullshit th- yeah. that it nothing nothing you, you're guilty until proven innocent. You're you're having guys that are have consensual consensual sex with somebody, but it's an affair. Yeah. Or that they're higher than the other person being glumped into you know rapists yeah. which is not right did they do something wrong morally probably and yes sure. but did they do break the law no did they do Correct. something horrible no this guy did so these two should not be together be talking at all. About the same so yeah. i'd stay so far out of freaking politics this now. is it's why possible. though because it is why they're they're children they act like they're the ones acting disgraceful like trump's not shaking her hand and then she at the end she rips up his speech on public TV, oh, she she pulled it up and she just break, she made dude. sure the camera saw it too because she ripped it like four times. She ripped it one way, then she picked up another piece and ripped it. And now, of course, you know my thing with him is if he was a, a Democrat, I would still not like him. His personality because I don't awful. like him. I know ne- if person, you talk yeah. hear me talk about him ten years ago, twenty years ago, I say the like same him. thing. When he was on The yeah. Apprentice, said the same thing. He's a tool. Yeah, okay. he, his personality has always the, been this way. He's the president of what a douchebag is. Yeah. And that has nothing to do with the being a president. He's the president of being an asshole, and I don't like assholes. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't care what side he's on. I don't care what his policies are. I don't care about any of that. He's just a, a jerk off. I just don't all. care about politics in general. I don't either. And, and it's funny, though. In, I in care events about like this and TV and yeah. sports. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen uh, – that's another topic. Have you seen uh, – because we have the um, – the Oscars coming up uh, this weekend, mm-hmm. I think, right? And so, have you seen uh, 1917? Of did course. Did you yeah. like it? It was awesome. Yeah. I think that's... It shouldn't win, but it's awesome. What, what should win, do you think? Joker. Ooh, really? I love First it. First person I've heard to say that. Really? Yeah, yeah. I've I, seen it not, four not times. Not best actor. Everybody says best actor, because, of course, Joaquin Phoenix mm-hmm. deserves the best actor. I think um, Adam Sandler got screwed. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. That was and I haven't seen Parasite. Shocking. But you keep Bro, that's my pick that. for best picture. Though. I know. I just have a hard time with subtitles, dude. I do too. I don't watch any movies with subtitles. Really? I I went to the movies. Funny story. I went, didn't know subtitles. I got it. Oh, the you theater. didn't know? Okay. Because everybody. Was I think like, that's Parasite's worse though. I think it's worse when it's dubbed in English than I would rather. No, it wasn't read dubbed sub- in English. Right. It's subtitles. But yeah. my point is, there was a show on Netflix that everyone said was amazing, but it was a, a German show. I can't remember the name of it. And it's Dark dubbed. Mirror. Oh yeah, yeah, is that yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And I was it's like, dubbed. I'm looking at it real close. I'm like, I don't think they're really speaking English, and it's coming out in English. I'm like, fuck this. I can't watch this. I no, I'd off. rather be subtitles. Yes, I, I don't totally. like the fake shit. Yeah, you can talk your language, I'll figure yeah, it out for sure. Right? No, I, I can't do that. But I went into the theater because everybody was like, "It's the movie of the year." So I'm yeah, like, fuck, I'm gonna watch it. And it's subtitles. I'm like, fuck. But then I gave it a shot. I was like, all right, I'm and here. Everyone I've said, everyone I know that's seen it said the same thing. My brother, who's a diehard war movie guy, like he's like, oh, 1917 was the shit. He finally saw Parasite the other day and was like, dude, that's the movie of the year. So is it okay to see it on video? Yeah. Not yeah, in the yeah. theater? No, watch it at home. I will have It's to. actually a great movie to watch at home. Okay. Yeah, theater, theater is like nice. I usually say everything. I did not see that. I, Uncut Gems was my third favorite movie. Uh, well, Joker and Uncut Gems were my kind of like my, my round out for the top four of the year. Brian, Brian's in the Joker. He is. I caught him. You yeah. did? Yeah, I caught him in the, th- oh, in the scene. Oh, most people. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, you can I hear right his away. voice. Yeah, you can hear his. If you know his voice, you can hear him talking. Yeah. No, I saw that. People I was like, oh. Because he's friends hard with, what's his him. name? Phillips, oh, right? Yes. Todd Phillips is He's in boy. everyone. Every yep. one of his movies. Hangover. People go hard on him for that movie. I'm like, yo, were you in that movie? Who, I don't care. Who goes hard on what? Everybody. They just His friends make fun of him. Oh, for, for Joker? the Joker. Because he's, oh, I didn't see it. I blinked. Okay, uh, whatever. Oh. <laughs> Dude, I mean. 
That's so were you fun. in it? Because you weren't. Yeah, yeah. So who cares? If he you, has a little cameo. Like, yeah, it's pretty good, man. No, I loved awesome. that movie. I loved it. Loved I mean, it, by the way, it, who it. else is in Joker yeah. besides Joaquin Phoenix? I don't no. fucking know. Yeah. Because he's the whole fucking movie. Zoe Betts, who's a dime piece. But that's... Yeah, but do you remember no, her? No, Fuck no, no, dude. No, it's him. It's Joaquin. It's him, man. There's some good actors in that movie. Fuck, but yeah. But you don't Mark remember. Mark in it. Yeah, yeah. Robert De Niro's One of the cops. Fuck, I forget his name. Great actor, but I can't remember his fucking name because... Joaquin Phoenix yeah, stole the show. It's so good. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, dude. I, I'm all about – we'll see. He'll, he'll win Best Actor. Adam Sandler got gypped. He should have had a nomination. He should have at least been nominated for And sure. the movie, too. The movie uh, should have been should have been nominated for Best Picture. My wife loved – we both loved it. It was awesome. Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's did. crazy, man. 50 years, right? Who, yeah, who, I kind of felt for them like I did for the Cubs. Cubs fans. Same. Yeah. I, I didn't – I don't have a dog in that. I don't really yeah. – uh, the older I get, the less, least I care about who wins in sports. Yeah. You know, I just like watch – Unless like my I, team's in I watch less football than I've ever watched, you know, yeah. um, probably because I don't gamble anymore also, yeah. which helps. But I really didn't care who won. Um, I think <laughs> – this is going to be uh, not a popular <laughs> uh, viewpoint, but I, d- I think Mahomes is like in the moment type of culture it is – is yeah. being way more pumped up than he really. I mean, you think he's by overhyped? all? Yes, mm-hmm. by all means, he's very good and yeah. I mean, great. Whatever he's you want to say, stacked weapons, right, man. dude? His supporting cast is out of this world. Number one, yep. he should not have won. That was a gift to give him the MVP. Oh, of course, Damian Williams, Williams easily should have won the MVP. Yep. But to to build around, you know, it's it's a really he's the good marketing. play. He yeah. does all the commercials now. Yeah, he's, yeah, you know, yeah. he's the new Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers getting phased out. Dude, there's guys that say that he's a Hall of Famer already. I no, mean, come on, no, let's no, no, slow no. down. Yeah, because I don't even say he, who that is, but that guy should what, be off TV. Because what, what, what you know, Wright. what is he in his third year, right? <laughs> now I give him that he's done a lot in three oh, years. Oh yeah, MVP, yeah, yeah. Super Bowl champion. Yes. So now it's like the bar he is, is great. Set. He's yeah. just not. Let's slow down. You keep weapons around him. He's gonna slow down. He's gonna win a lot. They said the same thing about RG three. Yeah. Well, look at Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl, and everybody he gives the be- biggest contract yeah. in NFL history, and he's fucking. They terrible They said the same that. thing about Colin Kaepernick. They said yep. Ron Jaworski said it on live television. He is going to be one of the best of all time. Oh sure. yeah, something like that. Yeah, I remember like the that. hype around Kaepernick was unbelievable, and he never even won a Super Bowl. No, he made it, but he never yeah. won. He, he lost to Flacco. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm always careful. Football is one of those games you have game. to be careful. San Francisco lost it. The Kansas oh, City yeah. didn't win it. And and that's the thing. See, imagine if they had beat them. What's the narrative yeah. then? Mahomes chokes. Yeah. He's not living up to the moment. He, he had a bad game. Picks. He didn't have a great game. Two eighty. terrible game. His arm looked, he looked like he was hurt, to be honest. His arm was not. not uh, I just think there. they did what they were supposed They had a really good defensive game plan. Yeah. And nobody has this year yet. Yeah. Uh, in the playoffs, anyway. You, how many times did you see him run around and do something? Maybe two times. Yeah, he only rushed for I think thirty-eight yards. Yeah, or it wasn't. Like it was not. They did. San Francisco did the did what they were supposed to do. They just yeah. Did. They just choked. Yeah, and Garoppolo kind of blew it too. He he had some moments. He had there. a bad fourth quarter. I yeah. like him though. It was it was also coaching he be a bear. Shanahan. Yeah, he should have been. Shanahan overthought a few things. He did that in the Super Bowl three years ago. Atlanta, yeah. Same shit, man. Different He's day. I feel bad for him, kind of. <laughs> He's the darling of the He'll NFL be back. right He'll now. Be back. But yeah, they're they're a good squad. They, that defense is young. They have got some young weapons. Garoppolo's a good quarterback. Is He's fine. Their defense. Bosa is, is a monster. So fast in the front seven. Bosa That's is a, talk about family my favorite. genetics. Oh Jesus. yeah, they have a uh, high school brother now too. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, they got another guy. I feel bad for him though. He's not going to live up. If he's better than both of them, he is going to be ridiculous.
Oh, my goodness, man. I think the other – well, yeah, I only other thing uh, that still obviously – I mean, I, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not over it, but I, the pain started to subside a bit was the Kobe Bryant yeah, thing. Um, I think, you know, what's crazy, man. The reason it was so – heartbreaking for me was I, I was a Kobe Bryant fan of a of the basketball player you know Jordan diehard fan growing up right and so then Jordan retires and it's like who am I gonna fucking watch Jordan was the bomb like um retirement Kobe is much better than Jordan post retirement being in the yes. spotlight doing more stuff Jordan has been just you barely hear about him ever since yeah. he's retired you know yeah, he's which is fine yeah Charlotte or whatever he's got the Jumpman brand and all that stuff Kobe, he's more of a private guy. Yeah, he hit, he definitely is, and Kobe's been more. He won an Oscar. He's he's more yeah. of a spotlight in the spotlight, doing a lot of good stuff. The reason it affected me the most is because the day before that, my a really really close friend of mine for thirty years was killed. Oh my the goodness! The day before, Jesus. So it was it was heavy to see um, that, and then you know, Kobe dying is was horrible he's but he lived a life he's had yeah. a full life and his daughters and the girls on the plane did not and that's what affected me the most Same about dude. it you know he like he had he would have affected thousands if not tens of thousands of more people which would sure. have been great but i would have loved to have seen what the future was going to be for G- Gigi and yeah, you know. and, the other kids. and the the baseball coach. I know people that know him. Mm-hmm. I don't know him. I've yeah. never talked to him, but he's a junior college baseball coach, legend in California. And uh, you know, his daughter was on there, and yeah. another teammate. It just seems senseless after reading all the um, stuff that's been going around. And yeah. who knows if it's all true, but it just doesn't seem like it was necessary for them to. Hundred percent. It hit me hard because literally, so. My son's first ever organized sport. Uh, he played some soccer, but it doesn't really count because it was whatever. It wasn't official. Mm-hmm. So he's five years old, signed him up for basketball. And I said, I'm going to coach because I know enough to coach kids, right? I'm not, I, I played basketball mm-hmm. as a kid, so I know enough. I'm not a you know, high school coach or college coach, but I can coach little kids. So I was like, I'm going to coach his team. So I'm the head coach of eight five-year-olds, right? We play basketball. So our first practice, we're practicing – time of our lives man i was like this is awesome i freaking love this This is what i'm this is my purpose man i get to help kids it's fucking awesome we leave practice i pull up my phone kobe bryant's dead and i'm like (sighs) initially i'm like holy shit yeah then i read his fucking daughter and my that was it took a while for me to find that out yeah my heart broke because i'm like the timing was so and my son chose number eight same number as kobe bryant wow and it was like all this weird shit and i'm like Dude, and so my thought was, you're right. Kobe lived an amazing life. I mean, a life that only so many people get to live. It's very mm-hmm. rare. But if, if you can imagine being on the helicopter with your kid and her friends That's and whatever, the part that and was you're killing just me, like, dude. The part that, that moment. Like, what could you was imagine? Yeah, you just you're like, hey, ba- yes. Like, well, I don't think fuck? it went that way either. No, I think they they knew. Well, they knew, and that's my might be. I would rather just Not have know. it run into a side of something and be fucking done. Fucking explode and yeah. dead. You know, fucking awful. That, if you know, it's coming down and coming down. Yeah, and you start reading about like and and. You're right. We we don't know what's true and what's not yet. Yeah. The official investigation yeah. has to come through, and I'm always careful with that. But the fog, I mean, bro. You know, well, they, they nobody was yes, nobody them. was allowed to fly except him. That's kind of celebrity. Crazy. And uh, typically, I was reading from other helicopter pilots who chimed in on it. They said, you know, it's it's not that Kobe's like you have to fly. It was just like 
the celebrity of like, okay, if I don't, then they're going to find somebody else and my job could be on the line down the road and like that oh, pressure. The, the pilot? Yeah, uh, to get the celebrities yeah. where they need to go, right? Because yeah. you're like, well, hey, this guy pays me a fucking yeah. bunch of money. Yeah. I need to keep my, my yeah. gig. You don't want to be that guy who's no. like, oh, I, I grounded it's it. awful. <laughs> it's fucking it's terrible. Freaking man. awful, dude. Yeah, well, dude. How you feel, man? Feel great. <laughs> Crushed it. You want to keep going? No, I'm just kidding. We we can. No, we can we can definitely keep going. What's your uh, so tell, talk about your podcast? What what's uh, so what's it I ha- um I had one um called the Hybrid Life. Okay. And it started as a fitness one. I I don't like I just don't like only being a fitness person. I'm yeah. known for that. I just don't. I don't know why. Uh, my degrees in theater. I have a mm. I have a minor in creative writing. It's I like that kind of stuff, the creative part of it. Yeah. And I really like doing podcasts. I just didn't, I got bored with just talking about fitness all the time. And because it's what I do, it's not who I am. So I started trying to make it into um, more lifestyle stuff. And ideally, what I want to do is help people life, not just getting in shape. That's part of it, and it'll always be part of the way of the, we affect your life. But it's not going to be, you know, the main part of it. So, sure. you know, I love comedy. I love movies. I love TV stuff. That I think a lot of um, lifestyle entrepreneurs are against. Yeah, because it's wasting time. I'm the opposite. Oh, read books. Read books. Read books. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I maybe it's a bad thing to say, but I don't read. I never mm. read books ever, and I'm not against reading books. Sure, I just don't have the attention span to sit and read a book. If I do have anything to do with the book, I'll pick and choose chapters and I'll listen to them. Oh, okay. But I get, I learn from watching. That's the I'm I'm a visual learner, not an auditory auditory learner. Yeah. I don't like uh, reading and listening. I like watching. So I. If I want to know something, I research it and YouTube it and and um, do it Visually that way. Yeah. yeah, I do use a lot of audio through podcasts um, in the car because I'm driving a lot. But that is more one. I most of my podcasts I listen to are entertainment based, mm-hmm. and then if I do want to learn something and there's a episode that's specific to something, then I'll watch that. But yeah, that's what I try. My podcast was that way, um, and I started a baseball one called nice. the Baseball Life with. Um, all the guys that I know and then that because we opened the gym and it was a really quick thing yeah. that I put that stuff off to the side but I've realized that, that I love I enjoy that more than the other stuff mm-hmm. so uh this year my goal was to start the uh, two po- two new podcasts I'm going to st- still do a baseball one but it's be called Chin Music oh, nice. and uh I, I hope nobody that. steals that but um <laughs> it's going to be with me and my other one of my clients who is a 17 year professional player currently oh, sweet. he's starting his 12th year in AAA so he has every story uh, in, under the sun cuz yeah. he's been in the big leagues he knows what it's like to be road dog. He knows sure. what it's like to be the old guy in the clubhouse. He knows all the big, you know, and because of him, we'll be able to get some guests, good guests. So it. we're going to start that one. And then I'm going to rebrand mine, the hybrid life, and we're going to call it um, K-Bay Knows Everything. Nice, And it's nice. a play on words because everyone thinks I'm a know-it-all, but in <laughs> reality it's going to be mostly interview-based with people that I don't know anything about what they do. Okay. Like cool. I know what they do, but I don't know yeah, about yeah. what they do. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I'm learning more. So that's I get to sweet, know man. everything. That's awesome. So that's, that's kind of like what we're 
going to be going towards. We have the online program, which is um, Hybrid Fit Club. Yep. And that you can be either in person at the gym with that or, you know, our online program. And that is what we talked about earlier. It's just a comprehensive custom training and nutrition plan that we also tackle what yeah. your lifestyle is like. So Sweet, that's my biggest membership base is the online. Um, it's weird. You would think that the gym would have more people, but um, it's not. And, yeah. uh, you know, that way you can touch more people worldwide. You know, yeah, we, have, yeah. we have people in eight countries and 60 different cities. So that's it's, badass. yeah, that's, uh, I'm going to put a lot more emphasis on quality of content yeah. and, um, and the production of the podcast stuff. Sweet. The thing with that is, as you know, is once you start, you cannot stop with consistency. No. So now I'm starting all over. You, you have know, to just get better. I took like six <laughs> months. It's been like six months probably since I released an episode. Oh yeah. Yeah. So now I'm, I'm just starting all over. Yeah. Once you open that box, it's like, if you close it, people yeah, are like, there's too much so stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You got to keep way it too rocking. Much stuff out there. How can people connect with you right now? Uh, super easy on social media. It's the Kevin Bay. Sweet. The Kevin Bay, uh, only because someone took Kevin Bay and I couldn't get it. <laughs> so <laughs> what else? I put the in front of it. I hate numbers in, right. in your username, so yeah. I just put the. And then uh, Hybrid Fit Club is easy. It's uh, on Facebook and um, uh, Instagram. Sweet. I'm going to start trying to do TikTok. I don't know shit about it, but I, I know that's out. the new, uh, yeah, that's the new <laughs> real estate, that yes. space that you need to get into early. Yep. Uh, I wish I was, I was an original user of Instagram. I'm oh, telling nice. you. I didn't even know what it was. I wish I started doing, doing the way we're supposed to do yeah. to do it then because it would be a totally different <laughs> ball game now. It's all right, man. But here's the thing, you know, Quality. I put Quality. I put so much time and effort into trying to do good social media. Yeah. And I get good traction here and there. I go on somebody's Instagram one time yep. and because of him I get three, four hundred percent um, you know, growth in my Instagram yeah. and there's nothing informative about any of the posts that we did. <laughs> it's just because he has, you know, 800,000 followers oh, influence. Yeah. It kind of pisses me off. I mean, it's great. I'm glad that more people get to see us, but yeah. it, it's frustrating. The social media is frustrating for me because for sure. if you look at the numbers and you think you're doing, you're putting all this time and effort and work into something yeah. and you want people to see it and only like, you know, a hundred people see it. It's really it, it's it, it can knock you down you know yeah. what i'm saying but you just got to keep doing it That's i just picture what keeps me like and this is like whatever my trick that i mentally use for myself but i you know i picture if these were real people in a room right and i only got 200 people to like my post and i maybe see somebody else who has 5,000 mm -hmm. likes and i'm like what the fuck my post is mm -hmm. better right yeah well, if 200 people in a room, that's a shitload of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? That is that is a good way. And Someone I just told think me that. Like that. Yeah. When I first started the podcast, I'm like, I only got 300 downloads. And they're like, that's 300 people that didn't hear you before. I mean, imagine like, that. You know what? That's true. That is true. Imagine you a know? comedy club with 300 people. It's a big ass And I'm around. like, so we have a YouTube channel. Again, it's called The Hybrid Life. But yeah. I, I've been slow on that because that you know. The time it takes to edit something and put into video. At, yeah. When I first started, I didn't know shit about editing, and I was learning it through YouTube. It would take me seven hours or longer yeah. to edit a 20-minute video, right? Yeah. And so that's a lot of time, dude. You don't know what the fuck And I only on. have seven, 100 subscribers, and, <laughs> you know, I don't – that that that's very frustrating yeah. to put, um, you know – 
three days worth of work into a video and you know you get yeah. 300 views that's very frustrating that's why i outsource the experts yeah that I plus i, I just to, I i'm, I'm gonna stop looking at numbers i'm just gonna yeah, do yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. i enjoy exactly. it so i don't care i don't care if two do people it for look the at love it. of just right. producing shit that you if you're doing it to make money that's yeah. a bad reason yeah, to get you're into it. You're gonna get frustrated. Yes. Quick. Very, very. You got to be five, six, ten years in before you you want to make. Yeah. Good Everything money. I do, I, I I tell myself, you know, obviously I have to make money. I right. have a family to support. Yeah. But now that I'm at a certain point in business, I, a lot of things I do, I do out of just the love of the game, right? The love of creating, the love of helping somebody, because I know that if I'm doing it out of love for it, and I would more than likely do it even if I wasn't getting paid. Right. right? Then exactly. I know I'm gonna eventually be okay, right? Right, because people are gonna see the the handwork that goes into it, the craftsmanship, you know, the care, the attention to detail, uh, and that'll ultimately result in financial gain. But I don't do it for that. I would do it even if I wasn't ever gonna get paid. Like I do this podcast, and if you said you'll never make a dollar off this podcast, I fucking still do of, it. Of course, with the same level of passion. But it's hard for people in your group to. It is because they're to get around that they haven't they haven't got their wavelength their vibrations uh, and their their right. mental clarity to that level yet well or that's not their field you know what i mean they're in the wrong field yeah, yeah they're yeah, in yeah. their field and a it's a job <laughs> it's their job i'm talking about family wise oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah i'm i am fortunate enough to have a super supportive spouse sure but sure. sometimes it and it should she gets frustrated because yeah. um it's not making money my yeah, podcast doesn't make money but you have to be consistent and do it when it's not making money yes. for it to eventually hopefully make some money or yes. be monetized somehow. Sweat and practice so you don't have to believe yeah. in war, right? That's Agreed. the whole thing. That's, yeah, that's it, brother. Well, dude, I appreciate you coming on the I, show, man. I'm so glad. Love it, yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, Thank you're you one so of the good much. people, man. You're my boy. Uh, <laughs> long time, short-time friend, long-time friend. Yeah, yeah. Life. Brothers from another mother, yes. man. That's how we roll. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for listening to the True Transformation Podcast. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a review and subscribe to the show. True Transformation.